Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Again, we'll probably have a few others uh, join us along the way, but yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and begin. So, of course, many of you are regular attenders of this meeting, and uh, if you were here last month, you won't hear a lot that's brand new, but there are some folks here who were not on the call last time. So, as always, we basically want to just keep you appraised of what we've been working on, anything that may have changed since the last town hall, uh, things that we've got teed up and expect to be doing in the near uh, future, and then we love to hear any feedback from you that helps us get better. So um, let me jump right in, and I will start on, unfortunately, a very somber note. I think many of you have probably already gotten the word, but if you have not, uh, our own Lynn Meisner was tragically killed in a car accident Saturday morning. Um, as I think many of you know, she had worked for BB for over 30 years and was part of BB when they became one of the very first data senders to DIN. Um, and then she came to work for us about 10 years ago. So she has been a part of the DIN story from day one. Um, she retired from DIN last July, but stayed on on a contractor basis part-time to help us with our CHR transition. So um, we we are just heartbroken and heart sick at her loss. Um, it just leaves a really big hole in our hearts. And I know that many of you who have worked with her um, share that sense of grief. So I uh, just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge Lynn and all that she's meant to this state and to our organization and all the people that we serve. Uh, so let me kind of jump into the work that has been going on since last month. I announced at our last uh, town hall that we had selected a vendor for our CHR replacement, our community health record replacement. That vendor is Outcome Healthcare. And so we have wasted no time in getting going with the work. And I'm very happy to tell you that 54% of the user stories have already been developed. So we are already into our development and testing cycles. The development and testing sprints will continue through August, and we expect to begin training in uh, August and September. And we're planning on a series of staged go-lives October through December. So we'll, we'll start with some organizations that are relatively low risk and make sure we shake out any kinks before we start rolling out to some of the larger and more complex organizations that have more complicated um, administrative uh, user roles and uh, subsections and so on and so forth. So that is the plan. It's an aggressive plan, but it's achievable. And we've got a lot of confidence in our partners uh, with Outcome Healthcare. They have done great work for us in the past. And we're, uh, they're just leaning into this in every way possible. And we're really delighted with, uh, with th their partnership in this. We absolutely must be finished, completely finished, 
completely transitioned by the end of December because Audacious Inquiry, who has been acquired by Point Click Care, has um, signaled their intention that they will no longer support it, uh, our current version of the CHR, after the end of December. So uh, we, we won't be paying for it past then, and therefore they won't be making it available to us past then. So there is absolutely no wiggle room on this at all. We must be done by the end of December. And so as you can well imagine, this being one of our flagship services, and quite frankly, the thing that most people equate with DIN, uh, we've got to get it right. And so it is something that we are laser focused on making sure that nothing gets in the way of executing this really well. Now, that is phase one. Phase one focuses on making sure that all of the functionality you currently rely on is there when we make the transition to the new CHR uh, in October through December. But Outcome Healthcare has available some functionality that was not in our current version of the CHR that we're pretty excited about. There are also a few other things that we listed as requirements in our requirements document when we solicited proposals that are new. And so uh, they're part of what we are expecting outcome healthcare to deliver, but we didn't want to get over aggressive and potentially jeopardize our ability to get you what you already are used to by the time our contract with Audacious Inquiry comes to an end. So beginning in January, we will be looking to do the development and rollout of some additional features and functions. And we'll tell you more about those as time gets closer and um, you know, it's a it's a little bit closer to being real. Uh, right now, January sounds very far away, <laughs> but but it will be here before you know it because that's kind of how time seems to go. Um, we have also had some work on our plate for our FY23 work plan that it turns out would require some changes or. Uh, modifications in the community health record. And we're realizing it does not make any sense to invest effort and money in those changes right now when we're just months away from changing to a new CHR. So um, as reluctant as I am to see these things delayed, there there are a couple of projects that it, it just we just had to make the decision that we're going to wait until we're on the new CHR to continue to carry this work forward. A notable example is the parsing of claims pharmacy data so that it displays in the community health record. Um, in order to deduplicate the information we get from claims against similar information that we may get from a clinical source, such as a discharge summary or a CCD or whatever, uh, we've got to know what the source of the claim is. And without going into a lot of detail, there are some complications there that make it, um, there are things that have to be done inside the CHR to address that. And we're just going to wait until we're on the new CHR. So unfortunately, I have been wanting to see claims 
pharmacy claims data in the CHR since like I first joined in. <laughs> and um, so I'm, I'm frustrated that we have to delay it, but sometimes life is like that. Um, one of the things also that we want to make available that will be new in the new CHR is the ability to query eHealth Exchange from within the community health record. Now, many of you already have that ability through your EHR, and we are certainly not looking to disrupt any um, patterns of usage or, or business relationships that are already working well for you. But we know that there are still some smaller practices. We still have some that are on paper and uh, their ability to participate in nationwide exchange is only what DIN provides them. And so we want to make sure that it is possible for them to query out against the community or against the um e-health exchange, the nationwide exchange. Uh, so that functionality will be worked on again in conjunction with rolling out the new CHR. We have a few other projects that are still in flight. One of them is the ability for VA or DOD to query us through the eHealth Exchange. And right now that is in the queue for Cerner, their EHR vendor, um, to do the testing with us. And I believe it's in progress. And as always, there's one or two hiccups that you go, eh, who, who knew? And you got to iron them out. So that um, testing and correction is taking place right now. We're also in the process of onboarding a new data center, Acutus Diagnostics. They're a specialty lab. We expect them to uh, have relatively small volumes, but every bit of health data is important to make sure it's aggregated and available. So we're going to be very happy to welcome them as a new data center to DIN. We also have an agreement with a new EHR vendor, MedENT, to do a, a results delivery integration. So we've got a, a handful of practices that use that EHR that would like to receive results um, directly into their EHR. So that work has not yet started, but it's teed up and we're um, looking to begin that before very long. We are also still in the process of onboarding Centene doing business in Delaware as Delaware First. They are one of the newer uh, Medicaid managed care organizations um, that Medicaid has contracted with in this round of contracting. And so there are a number of DIN services that they are uh, frankly, required by their contract with DMMA to participate in. And we have been working with them to onboard them to use those services. So that is continuing right now. Um, we, of course, also have a number of internal housekeeping projects, um, some automation work, and just some um, dealing with technical debt that will help DIN to be more efficient. The more efficient we are, the more time we have available to do the work that directly impacts our stakeholders and customers and users. So we are always looking for things that we can do internally to just get a little bit sharper, a little bit better, a little bit more efficient. And, um, and, and we've put a 
pretty fair amount of effort into that over the past year or so. I'm really happy to say that so far this year, we have through automation recovered 201 hours a month of manual work effort that has now been automated. And that's a lot of hours that we can now devote to more customer facing work. So we're pretty happy about that. We also have uh, quite a lot of work going on on the analytics side through our healthcare claims database. Uh, we have 13 projects that are currently in flight, three more in the planning stage, a couple that are in the process of closing out, and one that is still in pre-contract discussions. So I'm not elaborating on all of those because that would be a, a little bit of a tedious recital <laughs> of all the different projects projects going on. Uh, but the main point being, this really is an active service line. Our healthcare claims database is doing a lot of work. And that small team is really cranking out the work. Uh, uh, last month, I introduced our new director of data analytics, Matt Enright, who is on the call today. And we are just tickled to death to have him. So I think we're, we're going to see um, the analytics service line really thrive under his leadership. Uh, I believe I also mentioned in last month's town hall that we did get word from the high trust organization that we um, did get our certification, our two-year certification, and we had uh, significantly expanded the scope of what we were including in our certification this year. So uh, we are very pleased that we uh, got our certification and the only corrective action items they they gave us were um, there's a couple of things that they wanted us to just document the outcome of internal discussions a little bit uh, more rigorously. So it's like, okay, well, we can do that. <laughs> but there were no really material defects that they found in our security posture, which makes me very proud of our team. We work so hard at making sure that we are following best practices in security um, of the data we hold. It is a sacred trust. We take it very, very seriously and work at it very hard. Um, so we're already starting to work on our interim assessment because I think many of you are aware a high trust certification is good for two years, but in the in-between years, you have to do an interim certification in which they pick a random set of controls out of the 19 different domains and ask you to submit evidence that you are continuing to follow best practices. So it's a subset, it's not a full certification effort, but they do kind of come do a spot check to say, you know, this has to be something you're continuously doing, not just that you uh, brush up on uh, for a big certification effort every couple of years. So the work never stops. The minute we get our certification notice, we go hip, hip, hooray, you know, let's celebrate. Now go get to work again because we, we got to start the next round. Uh, so the team has started the next round and there'll be more to come on that. We are um, up neck deep now in our planning for fiscal year 24, which begins for us in July. We follow the same fiscal year that the state does, as many of you also do, I know. Um, so we have um, begun looking at all of the projects that are sort of on our wish list, things that 
uh, individual customers or stakeholders have requested or suggested would be good. Things that we know are needed to get us ready for um, things that we see coming down the pike in terms of uh, where the industry is going. We've got some just internal housekeeping things, again, to make sure that we are keeping all of our systems and platforms current. We want to never be more than two versions behind the most current version of anything, in part because the more current versions have the more rigorous security protections. And as I said, we take that very, very seriously. So we've got a bit of work to do to catch up on some things that we've fallen a little bit behind on. So we know there'll be some of that in FY24. We also have ongoing work on some pretty significant uh, major technology refresh activities. You already know about the community health record. So we expect to finish rolling out phase one in December, but that takes us halfway through FY24 right there. And we've got some additional work to do on some of our other major service lines. And you'll be hearing more about that as we're ready to tee it up and, and begin that work. So there will be a lot of work in FY24 that is just involved in making sure we are up-to-date, current, modern, cutting edge in all of the tools that we are using and that we make available to you. So a lot of work planned there. And of course, we are always eager to work with any of you who have uh, projects where you feel like we can help you. We want to hear those things and we definitely want to lean into that and make sure that we are um, doing all that we can do to help you be successful. Uh, one of the things that will be a major focus for us is maturing our analytics service line. I already mentioned that our healthcare claims database is doing a lot of business, but a lot of it is for the state, which is, I'm not complaining, we're very happy to do it. Um, and most of the money to support the claims database right now is coming from the state. But we believe that there is a lot of opportunity to go well beyond that. And so we expect in FY24 that um, our organizational goals and our work plan will reflect as a high priority maturing that analytic service line not just claims data, but bringing in other sources of data as well that we can use to help others make important decisions. And turning data into information and information into um, the ability to make good decisions is what it's really all about. So expect to hear more about that as time goes by. So that's kind of where we are right now and where we're looking ahead to go in the next next few months and the next year or so. And I would like to open it up and ask if anybody on the call has any questions or if you have any feedback for us, either positive or negative, we want to hear it all. And that will be the last one for this fiscal year. So we'll be wrapping up a lot of things uh, at that point in time and look forward to hopefully seeing you all back again then. So thanks. Have a great day, everybody. <music>